Okay, we are back, and so are you. Thanks for joining us again. The significant growth that we've seen is greatly appreciated because we want to serve this market. It feels good to serve this market. Ever since the Fantasy Hockey Podcast stepped down over the summer, I feel like there has been a gap for what they provided. And the current available Fantasy Hockey Podcasts, the great ones like Keeping Carlson and the Stream Scheme, they don't hit the same way that Fantasy Hockey Podcast did. And we are the good hockey podcast bringing you the good Fantasy Hockey Podcast, bringing you the stream strategy, which is designed to help you maximize value in the upcoming NHL schedule so that you can win your Fantasy Hockey matchup. We're not just looking at high-level deployment players. We are looking at these names that you might not have heard of. We're looking at... That's right peripheral pickups we just want to find value in the upcoming nhl schedule so i'm cal that's chuck how's it going man it's going well it's going well i'm having a bit of an underperforming week for fantasy unfortunately i have something like 16 or 18 games above my opponents in the good hockey fantasy league but we are tied six to six currently so other than that i'm doing fine how about yourself yeah um, winning both of my matchups thought that Robin Leonard would be able to play somewhat of a good game last night and ended up putting up a five goal against. I think it actually ended up being six goals against against the Calgary Flames. Robin Leonard just consistently been a huge disappointment for the season, probably looking to offload him before the trade deadline, especially considering that the Vegas Golden Knights don't have the best schedule that I've seen. So I've looked around the league and tried to make a few trades. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what you can get back for him. I wonder how many how many uh, managers are going to be interested in shelling out a, you know, like a large payment for Robin Leonard. I wouldn't expect too many, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think that he still has name value and he's on a great team with contract, which means he's not going anywhere, right? Like yeah. Laurent Boussois isn't just going to become the starter out of nowhere, even if the split becomes more of like a 60-40 or 55 to 45% with obviously Leonard being the 1A. But I think that because of all of that, there's a strong thesis that Leonard could be a keeper in a five-person keeper league. And I think some managers that now have thinner lineups and are looking to rebuild might be interested in hopping in on that yeah so i'm trying to take advantage of that situation Charlie, right, let's get into the stream strategy this is the weekend stream strategy so we're looking forward for the next four days thursday to sunday our weekend or our week looking stream strategy comes out on sundays and it covers the entire upcoming week but this episode is just focused on the weekend good schedule buffalo sabers have two games and one off night decent matchups Calgary Flames two games no off nights decent matchups Colorado has two games one off night Sunday it's a decent matchup Dallas Stars two games two off nights Friday and Sunday Montreal Canadiens three games one off night with the Sunday back-to-back Saturday Sunday Ottawa Senators also have three games one off night on the Sunday back-to-back Saturday Sunday I actually see some value in the Ottawa Senators not as much in the Canadians but there is a opportunity, I think we'll get to that. Uh, a good deployment play, especially considering the volume of the three games. Pittsburgh Penguins have two games with one off nights on Sunday, both good matchups. 
Uh, Toronto Beliefs, two games, zero off nights with good matchups. Washington Capitals, two games, one off night on Sunday. Very good matchups. And the Winnipeg Jets, two games, one off night on Friday with decent matchups. Thursday, Friday are your off nights. Or sorry, Thursday, Saturday are your on nights. And Friday, Sunday are your off nights. Thursday, seven games. Friday, four. Saturday, eight. Sunday, four. Charlie, let's move over to the pickups. Who do you like from the Buffalo Sabres? From the Buffalo Sabres, I'm liking Tage Thompson. He's playing on their first forward line, first power play unit. He gets no PK time with a season ranking of 137 and rostered in 30% of leagues. This is a Jordan Eberle kind of value player here. He's got the first line deployment, pretty much everything except for the PK. And his season ranking shows that he has been playing very well. He's very fantasy relevant, gets lots of goals, lots of hits. Up behind him, I have Alex Tuck, who's also on the first forward line, first power play unit. Alex Tuck, however, gets second PK time. He's got a season ranking of 556, rostered in 35% of leagues. As far as I'm aware, Alex Tuck is a point-per-game player since returning from injury. So I have a feeling Tuck could even be a hold for the rest of the season, depending on what uh, your rosters may look like. And finally, from the Buffalo Sabres, I like Henry Yokiharu. He's playing on their first defensive line, second power play unit, and first PK unit. Got a season ranking of 650, rostered in 0% of leagues. For Yokiharu, it's strictly a deployment play with that first defensive line opportunity, a second power play unit, and first PK. Just getting great deployment on all of the uh, all of the special teams and the top line. Yeah, Charlie, I like the see the Tuck and the Thompson. It's difficult to put into the stream strategy because they're over thirty percent rostered. Yeah, I like the comparison to the uh, Eberle, like the Seattle player, except it's probably a bit easier to get those Seattle players, and it seems like these Buffalo Sabres players are actually they produce more the better so yeah yeah i would take a look at them again it all comes down to what the structure of your lineup is right now i wouldn't be making any major switches or major speculations and trying to hope on someone like tage thompson or alex tuck but i would keep an eye out on them I do like yoki haru because of this deployment thesis but i think that there are better players coming out in the stream strategy than him. So he'll be like way down the list if you can't get any of these guys. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, Yoki Haru is most definitely a uh, bottom of the list kind of guy for the stream strategy. Let's move over to the the Calgary Flames. I'm going to start it off with Michael Backlund or Mikael Backlund. Been talking about him for a couple of weeks. He's playing on their second forward line, second power play units, and their first PK unit. He's got a season ranking of 298 and rostered in only 14% of leagues. Just a lot of value there in my eyes. He's playing alongside Blake Coleman on that second forward line, second power play unit, and Blake Coleman also gets second PK deployment. Coleman has a season ranking of 154, rostered in 33% of leagues. I'm sure that's from all of the hitting and uh, shot blocking that he does. He gets a lot of great peripherals. So if you're in a league that tracks peripherals, Blake Coleman is definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Rasmus Anderson, first defensive line, first power play unit, second PK unit. He's got a season ranking of 224, rostered in 38% of leagues. It's going to be tricky to go out and pick up Rasmus Anderson. So as a streamer, 
you know, maybe maybe try to find some other value out there. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you know, he's got great deployment, first defensive line, first power play unit. And finally, Daniel Vladar. Just keep an eye on the score and daily faceoff, letting you know who's going to be the starting goaltender for the Calgary Flames. If Daniel Vladar is playing either of these two games, I think it's definitely worth picking him up as a streamer. He's the backup goalie for the Calgary Flames. Season ranking of 121, rostered in 10% of leagues. Yeah, we talked about this before, but we'll just reiterate the sentiment again. Blake Coleman is probably the best pickup option right now in any categories or broad points league that is quite deep. Like yeah. a, a league like the Good Fantasy Hockey League, Blake, or uh, sorry, Mikhail Backlund is a must pick up in the Good Fantasy Hockey League if he is around replacement value or even just under. And by that, I mean is uh, like in the Good Fantasy Hockey League, we have something like 12 players and 20 roster spots. So that's, you know, 240 players. So anyone under or above 240, that's your replacement value level. Uh, It's kind of like a really rough way of just getting a good understanding sure. of where your players are at. Obviously, you need to take into account time missed for suspensions or injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah, Mikhail Backlund is definitely a good look here. I see some teams rostering uh, some deeper players that I don't really understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear you for sure. I see, uh, I see some teams that are rostering like Andrew Shaw, and I just... I can't understand why in the hell anybody would have Andrew Shaw on their fantasy team this season. Yeah, I think it's a green manager, and I think, you know, people are just out here having fun, maybe not really paying too much attention. That is true. Moving on over to the Colorado Avalanche, though. Got a couple of stream suggestions that you folks will have heard from us many times. I'm going to start off with Valerie Nachushkin who, while McKinnon is injured, is playing on that first forward line. He gets second power play deployment with no PK time. Season ranking of 198, rostered in 29% of leagues. Nachushkin might be one of the the highest value streamers for this weekend, uh, because I know that McKinnon is not expected to return until maybe Saturday. So Nachushkin will get at least one game on that top line. Also, Alex Newhook is going to get a chance to play some heavier minutes. He's on the second forward line, second power play unit, no PK time. Season ranking of 376, rostered in 3% of leagues. And finally, Jack Johnson, who's on that second defensive line, no power play unit, first PK unit. Season ranking of 590, rostered in 0% of leagues. Johnson's going to be similar to like a Yoki Haru kind of uh, recommendation where you're going really deep down the list if you're looking to pick up Jack Johnson. There are a couple defensemen in throughout the rest of the stream strategy that I think are better opportunities than him. Charlie, I just picked up... Oh, wait, no. I'm trying to pick up as we speak at this moment. And don't you dare beat me to it. I have no picks, so don't worry. Valery Nachushkin, I saw he was dropped by Cole's crazy team in the Good Fantasy Hockey League the other day. Crazy. I'm going to pick him up right now and drop Kakanen, the backup goalie from the Wild, who I recently acquired in a trade 
with Yeti Dean 18's team, nice. in which he acquired Shattenkirk and Stolars. So the Anaheim backup goaltender and then Kevin Shattenkirk, who's had some great deployment in Anaheim. Uh, and I got back Jared Spurgeon and Kakinen. So I was Not looking bad. to drop Stolars anyways because the volume isn't there. And I didn't really care about Kakinen because the volume isn't there, but I just thought, ah, it'll be nice to like have him for this roster. But yeah. it's definitely more worth me picking up Natrushkin right now than holding Kakinen. Uh, yeah, for the for, sure. for the for the future, especially since I managed to pick up Jeremy Swayman off free agency uh, in both leagues that I'm very active in. That being the good fantasy hockey league and the keeper, uh, that's that's it's amazing just how much you can how much value you can add to your roster with a free agent pickup like that. Shout yeah. out to Garask for retiring. Shout, Shout out the score for giving me a notification to my phone that I thought I had the the vibrations turned off. Yeah. Well, my phone vibrates. I look at it. It says Tuka Rask retiring. So, so Instant perfect. open up Yahoo so Fantasy. Perfect. Search Swayman. And then I just get a tandem goalie that plays for Boston. Not bad. Yeah. And he was having so, a great start this year. You know, like he was yep. playing really well before he got sent down. He was just the one to get sent down because he didn't have to go through waivers. So, yeah, that's a great pickup. Great pickup by Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, no, I will not be rushing to pick up Nachushkin ahead of you. I am all picked out in both the good hockey fantasy, the good fantasy hockey league, and the keeper league that we are in. Uh, I was saying this at the start of this week's part two episode that I didn't realize we only had six, like six picks for the two weeks, the one uh, calendar fantasy week. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyways, I'm all picked out. But yeah, well, that's what you get for, for being a noob, not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Dude, did you see Matthew Kachuk's between the leg goal last night? I, I just watched it about 15 minutes before we recorded this. Or yeah, well, it's, this. On, it's on repeat on the bottom right of Daily Faceoff right now. What a What well, a great goal that was. Yeah, yeah, it is a great one. He gets a lot of between the legs goals. I'm actually... Uh, Kind of surprised how consistent he is with doing it. Okay, while we're here, I want to shout out PuckLegends.ca. Listeners can use the code GOOD, one word, all capitals, and you will get free shipping and tax off from any product on PuckLegends.ca, including the David Ares t-shirts, the Gordie Howe t-shirts, and now certified Leafs fan dog bandanas. They also got Doug Gilmore, Daniel Alfredson, Pavel Bure. Wayne the Great One. Whoa. <laughs> Wayne the Great One. And Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree. I want Nicholas a Willie O'Ree shirt. Yeah, all of you, uh, there's a few of you that are listening out here from the from Europe. Shouts out. We love the Euros, uh, especially oh, yeah. Germans and you Finns that are listening to this. They love fantasy hockey, eh? but they're pretty good too. Uh, yeah. You guys should buy this Willie O'Ree shirt because... I'm sure that you'd like it a lot. I agree. I think that makes okay. a lot of sense. Let's go to the Dallas Stars. Yeah, jumping back in from Dallas, it's straight up going to be a broken record from this week or the the episode earlier this week. Dennis Gurionov, second line forward, second power play unit to no PK time, season ranking two seventy five, rostered in eleven percent of leagues. 
Jamie Benn rostered in 58% of leagues. It's going to be harder to go pick him up. He's got a seasonal ranking of 183, second forward line, second power play unit, and second PK. If you're looking for points and peripherals like hits, Jamie Benn is a great guy to keep your eye on. That season ranking of 183 and high roster percentage might make it a bit trickier, though. Essa uh, Lindell, first defensive line, no power play unit, first PK unit. He's got a season ranking of 307, rostered in 22% of leagues. And finally, Ryan Suter, second defensive line, second power play unit, second PK, season ranking of 324, rostered in 19% of leagues. I don't have much to say here. Garyanov yeah. looks nice. Just with that 11% rostered or roster ability, I, th- I feel like Garyanov might be the uh, best option from the Dallas Stars. I mean, Stars you don't here. have Tyler Sagan. I, I mean, I don't know what his roster is. I don't it's really like care too much for Tyler Sagan, but oh my God. Yeah, yeah it's okay, like well. 80, 80%, so I just avoid putting him on here. Like, if you can't. like t- I mean, take <laughs> a look for Dallas. Dallas is a pretty good team. Yeah. They got two... two Tough matchups, though, so maybe be looking in for... But they're both off nights, so not a horrible weekend to pick some guys up. Yeah. From the Montreal Canadiens, it's going to be the same four guys that we recommended earlier in this week because they are pretty much the only four that I feel have any value on this team. Nick Suzuki, with a roster percentage of 68%, is pretty high, but it's worth taking a look at if you want him as a streamer for this weekend. Montreal has three games, as we've been saying. He's on that first forward line, first power play unit, no PK time. Tyler Toffoli, also on the first forward line, first power play unit, no PK time, has a season ranking of 231, rostered in 48% of leagues. And Arturi Lekkinen, playing on that first forward line, first power play unit, and first PK unit, season ranking of 388, rostered in 1% of leagues. I would be looking at Arturi Lekkinen with a little bit of curiosity and interest if I still had a pick available. And finally, if you're looking for hits, Alexander Romanov averages about four hits a game. He's playing on that first defensive line, no power play unit, and first PK unit. Season ranking of 413, rostered in 11% of leagues. Yeah, nothing, Charlie, yeah, I'd also like exciting. to mention Mike Hoffman. Mm. He's playing on the second line. He's also playing on the first power play power play in the trigger position at the point not bad he is only rostered in 15 percent of leagues for a season ranking of 528 no points in his last two games no goals in his last four games he's due but he's been taking shots i'm yeah dude he's due the last game two the game before two the game before four the game before three then two then five like he shoots he might get a hit, and he's on the power play. Yeah, you you should be prepared for some negative plus minus. You don't really see too many games where it's positive, but you do see a minus three, minus one, a minus one, but more zeros than anything. But no points in his last two game coming up against Washington, and then Columbus, and then Buffalo. You got to think he'd be putting in some kind of points over those three games. So I just want to suggest Mike Hoffman is something that we should look at as well. Yeah, that's that's actually a, a very good thesis. I like it. Other than that, Charlie, I want to say that Alexander Romanov is my is who I'm most interested in streaming for this weekend yeah. as a hitting specialist. So if you are struggling 
to get those hits in a categories league. I'm thinking Romanov, like Charlie said, he's averaging about four. If that's true, then in the next three games, you're going to get about 12 hits. And let's say he's good for three shots in that span as well. Maybe an assist or something. So I'm really interested in Romanov for a peripheral specialist if I'm behind on hits. I think that's actually the best pickup for this episode. I would say Romanov. Yeah. He, He might be the cover. That would be, yeah, I like that actually. We haven't had a Montreal Montreal player on the cover yet. Yeah, I also wanted Throw to put a, a goalie as the cover though. I forget who it was though. Uh, yeah, there's we got a few goalies on the stream strategy this week or this episode, and I've got another four coming up over the next uh, the next five teams. Yeah, so let's go over to one of them, the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, moving over to the Ottawa Senators, I guess I'll get the goalies out of the way. Matt Murray, he's the starting goaltender. He should get two starts with three games over the next four days, plus a back-to-back. He's got a season ranking of 176, rostered in 26% of leagues. And Anton Forsberg, he's that backup goalie. He should be guaranteed at least one start with three games over four days and a back-to-back. He had a great game earlier this week where he had a 935, around a 935 save percentage, and he really boosted up my team save percentage because I've been streaming him. He's got a season ranking of 223 rostered in 9% of leagues. Moving on to the skaters from the Ottawa Senators, I'm liking Tim Stutzla, who's still on that first forward line, first power play unit with no PK time. Season ranking of 225 rostered in 45% of leagues is pretty high. But Tim Stutzla is a great player. Adam Gaudet is getting a chance on that first line. Tyler Ennis has been relegated to the third line, I believe. He's play, or Adam Gaudet is playing on that first forward line, second power play unit with no PK time. He's got a season ranking of 596, rostered in 1% of leagues. Alex Formanton, he's on that second forward line, first power play unit, second PK unit with a season ranking of 314, rostered in 7% of leagues. And finally, if you want to take a flyer on a bit of a more offensive-based defenseman, Eric Brandstrom with a season ranking of 816 rostered in 1% of leagues is not the most attractive, but he is very offensively skilled. He's playing on that first defensive line, second power play unit with no PK time. I got Brandstrom daily faceoff right now updated as of February 10th at 10.56 a.m., which is approximately an hour before we're recording this. Yeah. They have Brandstrom, Brandstrom back on the third line pairing with Josh Brown. Oof. He's on the second power play unit and no PK. So keep that in mind, folks. Probably not yep. going for someone like Brandstrom. We already won over the Fords. I don't have much to say about the Ottawa Senators besides Alex Formanton is probably the most value that we can find in this episode. So maybe he will be the cover because at only 7% rostered, you're not going to get very many guys that are playing on the first power play unit with some skilled players like uh, Stutzel and Kachuk. And getting that second line deployment as well, although it's not as attractive. Wow. Yeah, I feel that. And uh, I said this, or, or I said this in the previous episode, but Alex Formington has been really hot recently. Uh, before the previous episode, he had about 14 points in his last 16 games, so he's been on fire. And I think that's just uh, that adds to the value for him this week. 
cool. Let's move over to Pittsburgh. Yeah, from Pittsburgh, I like Brock McGinn, who's playing on their second forward line. No power play unit, but second PK unit with a season ranking of 301, rostered in 1% of leagues. Also, Jeff Carter on that second forward line, second power play unit, and second PK unit with a season ranking of 163, rostered in 40% of leagues. I like Jeff Carter the most on the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that 40% rosterability makes it a little bit tricky to go find uh, a league where you can pick him up. Also, Kasperi Kapanen on that second forward line, second power play unit, no PK time. He's got a season ranking of 209, rostered in 15% of leagues. And Brian Dumoulin, if you're looking for blocks, Brian Dumoulin is a block specialist. He's on their first defensive line, no power play unit, first PK unit, season ranking of 366, rostered in 6% of leagues. I ain't got much to say about this one. McGinn looks good. Mm-hmm. There's some value there for sure, but definitely a deployment play. For sure. Let's just from go the, over to Toronto. Yeah, from, from the Maple Leafs, Michael Bunting. First forward line, second power play unit, no PK time, and Matthews is healthy. So he's still getting that, that top line, those top line minutes alongside Marner and Matthews. Got all off Michael Bunting at a season ranking 150 rostered in 30% of leagues. Might be a little tricky to go find him, but there's a lot of value there. And he could honestly be a hold. I've been saying this all season long, but he could be a hold. Alexander well, Depending Kerfoot. on the depth of your league, yes. for sure. But yes. the Leafs have a decent playoff schedule, and this deployment is undeniably fantastic for someone oh, yeah. rostered at 30%. Bunting should be rostered in more than this, I think, because the type of game that he plays will get you some peripheral categories. Yeah. In addition to this fantastic deployment on the first line of a great team with Austin freaking Matthews and uh, league MVP right now, Mitch Marner, who's averaging over 2.2 points per game for the last month, I believe. So the second highest player is getting only one and a half, and I think it's Dreitzeitel. That is nuts. Marner is certainly playing too crazy, and he might come back down to reality or not. We'll see. But Bunting is... Definitely someone that you should look at if he's available in your league. Pick yep. that boy up. I also like Alexander Kerfoot. I've been liking him all season. I'm probably going to like him to the end of the season. It's on that second forward line with Nylander and Tavares. Second power play unit, second PK unit. Season ranking of 199, rostered in 19% of leagues. Might be worth taking a flyer on Rasmus Sandin. While Mazin is out, he's playing on their second defensive line, second power play unit, no PK time. He's got a season ranking of 476 and rostered in 3% of leagues. And finally, Peter Mrazek, who has been playing pretty well recently. He's uh, definitely the backup goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Monitor daily faceoff and the score to see which night he will be starting, but I expect that he will play one of the two games this weekend. It's got a season ranking of 232, rostered in 47% of leagues. It is a little high. Okay, Charlie, let's go over to the Washington Capitals, our second last team of the episode. Connor Sheary is playing on that first line alongside Kuznetsov and Ovechkin now. It's going to get a good opportunity. Going to cut you off February 10th, updated at 9.20 this morning. Oh, Sheer no. on the second line. And Joe Snively on the first line. Okay, Shout well, out Joe Snively, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> congratulations to him for making it to the NHL. Straight up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cherry on the second two, line still lit, though. Yeah, these two were, were switching in position. I, I Yeah, okay. Connor Sherry on the, the second forward line. day-to-day. He's still day-to-day. Right. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Connor Sherry on the second forward line, second power play unit, no PK time, season ranking of 355, rostered in 2% of leagues. And Joe Snively, as we're saying, on that first forward line, no power play unit, no PK time, season ranking of 835, rostered in 0% of leagues. Yeah, take, take a look at Snively. I think it. I think it's worth it. He's got good deployment up there. And, of course, Martin Frahavery. You can't forget about Frahavery. First defensive line, no power play unit, second PK time, season ranking of 241, rostered in 6% of leagues. Bit of a peripheral guy, but... You know, that season ranking of 241 shows you that he's good at doing what he's doing. Yeah, and it also shows you he's under-rostered at 6%. Yeah. He actually produces. I never thought of him of anything above nope. a, um, a very risky flyer. Yes. Or very hopeful, optimistic flyer that had a good thesis because of the deployment. But I noticed that he actually produces. So, I like... Martin Favory, especially at only 6%. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's great value there. Charlie, let's go to the Winnipeg Jets quickly and then wrap this up. Yes, uh, Paul Statsny, first forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit, season ranking of 385, rostered in 6% of leagues. The value here is nuts. Josh Morrissey, first defensive line, first power play unit, second PK unit, season ranking of 247, rostered in 39% of leagues. He hasn't been producing so much offensively this year, but he gets a lot of hits and blocks. First defensive line uh, and first power play unit deployment is incredible. Cole Perfetti is playing on that second forward line, second power play unit with no PK time, season ranking of 765, rostered in 2% of leagues. And finally, Eric Comrie, he's the backup goalie for Winnipeg. I'm I'm assuming he's going to play one game this weekend since he hasn't played since January 29th. It has been Hellebuck playing every game since then. He's got a season ranking, or Comrie has a season ranking of 147, rostered in 2% of leagues. I think Comrie is a great choice for this weekend. Right. You said January 29th? That's right. It's funny because when you look at like the NHL schedule, it's actually not that long ago. Just because of the break, it's kind of extended. But January yeah. 29th would have been not a back-to-back, just a solo game against St. Louis, which means that Winnipeg, Paul Maurice doesn't mind. He's still there, right? He didn't retire yet? No, he quit. He resigned, though. It's... uh. Adam Lowry's dad, who's the coach. <laughs> okay, well, Adam Lowry's dad doesn't mind uh, playing <laughs> Comrie in some starts. So, yeah, he'll get one of these games, and it's kind of a toss-up if it'll be the first one or the second one, whether it be Dallas yeah. or Nashville. I think they're sort of at the same danger level. Yeah. So keep an eye on Daily Faceoff for that. Charlie, what is your stream strategy? My stream strategy is uh, a little tricky because I don't have any picks, but I would be looking at players like Tim Stutzla and Alex Formanton to be picked up Thursday and then held for the weekend. You can you can get three games out of each of those guys. I also like Alexander Romanov. If I'm looking at hits, three games out of him, picking him up on Thursday, you get the back-to-back Saturday, Sunday as well. 
And finally, I'm going to be looking searching hard for Michael Bunting. I think that as the value that he has, the deployment that he has, uh, I would be insane to not have him on my team if he was available. Yeah, I mean, the two on nights isn't great. So if he's just a streamer, I, I probably wouldn't ad- advise for that. However, if he is above replacement level in any league, he should be picked up and held as a keeper. My stream strategy is just continuing to hold Timmy Stutzla, who I had picked up from the previous week, as well as Ningo Hishir. So I had prepped for this week before, and I just used my last pickup, as I mentioned, on Valeri Nachushkin, who will get a start for me tonight, even Huge. though it's an off night. And uh, on Sunday, will definitely fit in as well. So that's yep. my last pick, and, and that's it. Perfect. All right. That's all from us, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, share this. You can tell us if you liked it or not. Somehow. Uh, Reddit if, re- actually, Reddit just review. don't even bother. Yeah. Or oh, the Reddit review. post, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to record some episodes of the Good Hockey Podcast at some time. Because there's a bunch of stuff going on in the league. Make sure to stay tuned from that. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check out pucklegends.ca and use the code GOOD for free. I wonder what free shipping. I'm concerned about uh, typing P into this tab. I'm going to type in P and see what comes up. Yeah, just Puck Legends, Port Royal, Permutations, Puck Legends, Money Puck Products. Yeah. All right. (laughs) You're, You're all good. Yeah, pucklegends.ca, <laughs> Daniel Alfredson, David Ares, Gordy Howe, Doug Gilmore, buy some shit for your dog, Mario Lemieux, Matt Sundin, Nicholas Lindstrom, Pavel Bure, Willie O'Ree, and Wayne the Great One. Yeah, dogs love the Leafs, so uh, get them something to help support, you know? Yeah, I'm going to use the code GOOD to get this... Gordy Howe shirt in the honey peach, which is literally Ooh. just beige. I don't know why they had to call that honey peach. Sounds fancy. Or maybe, yeah, olive branch. It's literally military olive green. Branch. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get one of those ones. The pink is pretty nasty too, but that seems like more of like a, if I make an Iserman one. Yeah. Of course the they soft, make an Iserman one. The light pink there is, is really nice. Tis. Imagine... The Dougie Gilmore on that. Ooh. Buy this one for your girl. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. This guy's got to get like a Pavel Datsuk one going or something. Yeah, yeah. It's on the list. All right, folks. Peace out, A-Town. Adios. Good luck in the rest of the week. The code good. One word, four letters, G-O-O-D. It's like 20 bucks. It'll come right to your door. Free shipping, no tax. 20 Canadian. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, peace. All right.